Have you ever wanted to pursue a dream? Maybe write a book, create a film, maybe take some time off? Did like excuses get in the way? Maybe you were too old, too young, maybe you didn't have enough money? Well, this show is definitely for you guys. I have the extreme privilege of having not only a very dear friend of mine, but a filmmaker, a very young entrepreneur who's managed to have great success already in the world. Her name is Jessica Ortner. She is the producer of a film that's getting a lot of buzz right now called Try It On Everything. And she's going to help us see a little bit about what the journey was like to pursue her dream. Jessica, what a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Jessica, you chose to leave college and actually pursue a dream, which is a very brave and pretty much difficult decision. How did you make that decision? You know, it comes, there comes a point where the, the voice inside your head gets so loud that's telling you to follow your dreams, and, and you have to follow it. And I think I've had a lot of um, great role models. You know, my, my mother had a doctor's degree. My grandmother had a doctor's degree. So for me to not go to college was a huge blow, and, and it was really hard to deal with. But I saw so many other people who, you know, left school to follow their dreams. And it's not about the school, but it's about actually being proactive and making the choices and saying, what do I want instead of what does the society expect of me? Did you ever think maybe you should just do the four years and then um, put your dream on hold? Like sometimes there's always something else that's kind of pulling on our attention. Yeah, it definitely did happen. But anytime I was in that place, it was out of fear. It wasn't in an empowered place. And I think anytime we make a decision, we don't want to make it in a place of scarcity and fear and, and having those doubts and those what ifs. And something inside of me just said, you have to do this and you have to do this now. And it was just a, a fire inside of me and I, and I had to listen to it. How did you deal with or express it or communicate it to friends and family? Well, I actually told my mother that I was not going back to school when I was in Australia. She lives in Connecticut. I made sure I was on the other side of the world. And I just said to them, listen, I, I have to do what's right to me. I have to follow my dreams. And they kept saying, well, well, they kept saying, you know, my parents kept saying to themselves, well, she might go back. She might, this is a phase. And, uh, and that's okay. You know, people are going to doubt you and, and people are going to wonder whether you're doing the right decision. But if you just continue to follow your dreams, they're going to see your vision soon enough. Did you know what you wanted to do? Was it very specific or you just knew you didn't want to be in college and that was wrong? <laughs> I wish it was specific, but life never is specific. Like Things are never very clear, but you just have this, this hunch, this desire to do something. And I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew that I wanted to do something that was alternative. I knew I wanted to think outside of the box. And the way that I was going was making me sit inside the box. So no, I didn't know. And that was a big journey, kind of being out of school and saying, I don't know what I'm doing next. And it's a leap that we have to make. I know that you've been there when you left your corporate job. A lot of people have that moment when they don't know what's coming next, but something just calls them to go forward, and we have to listen to it. We have to listen to it. So for people who are watching this, who have that inner voice going on pretty strongly, whether they're in college, whether in the job they, do, they don't like, what would you say is the beginning of not only getting honest, but like what did you just read a bunch of books? Did you watch a bunch of videos? Did you do inner work? What did you do? You know, I, I wish it was so elegant where I read books and suddenly I made the decision, but 
the voice got so strong that I felt in pain. I had to go to a place of being depressed and being sad. And from that place, that gave me the fire to say, I'm not happy here, I have to make a change. And so I, I guess my advice would be that it's okay if you're in that place. If right now you feel a little bit desperate, you feel a little hopeless, that's gonna fuel you to take the steps forward that you need. What would you tell someone who's like, I know I need to change, but I don't know what I want to do? I meet a lot of people who yeah. tell me that. What would you say to them? Take a step forward, just take that one leap. And sometimes you do have to burn the bridges behind you. And that's what we hate doing. We hate burning bridges. But sometimes we need to kind of forget the past and say, I'm only going forward. How did you deal with the money side of things? Number one thing probably <laughs> in the way for people pursuing their dreams. Yeah. Well, I had to learn to, how to not have money. And what I would do is uh, I love true Hollywood stories, right? And there's always a moment in true Hollywood story where there's an actress or, or someone who's famous now who was broke and they were thinking about quitting and they kept going. And so, you know, when I was living in New York City and like eating pizza because I didn't have any money, I would say to myself, this is the part in my true Hollywood story or this is the part in my movie in my life where everyone wonders if she's gonna make it but the heroine always breaks through. So kind of looking at that time in your life without having money, as just that, a time in your life. It's not your whole life, it's a period. You're gonna get through it and enjoy it. So a lot of people looking at this are probably going, okay, she looks like she's definitely in her maybe early 20s. How did you become a filmmaker? What was the journey to doing that? I think all of us have some sort of creative project inside of us. It's about kind of not looking back. Um, I decided to make the film with my brother and his best friend, Nick Polizzi. And we got our credit cards, and we bought the camera equipment. And I remember we got it all in, all at once. We had all these boxes, and we were opening these boxes and holding these things up that were way too much money and we didn't know how to use. And we just figured it out. And we took one step forward. But the difference was we were on purpose. We had this intention that we wanted to make a movie that would change people, that would make a difference in this world. And that kind of that core belief is what helped us learn how to edit and, and how to film. And I gotta tell you, the first six months were just mistakes. Everything we did in the six months, we didn't use any of it. But it's okay to make those mistakes as long as you keep going forward. What do you think the biggest mistake was? Like what do you know now? I think the there's I think the biggest mistake that maybe I made personally was uh, being too hard on myself. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves and we think and we think and we try to figure out. And I find that sometimes I get the best ideas when I'm in the shower. And I know Albert Einstein said that he got the best ideas when he shaved. And it's because it's those moments when we're not thinking, when we're just being in the moment. And so if I could, you know, do it over again or, or what I'm changing now is if I have a problem and I feel stuck, I don't just think about it. I do something. I do the tapping, which is what the movie is about, or I dance in, you know, in my room. I put the music on in my living room, but do something to get out of your head. So I've seen the great movie, Try It On Everything, but for people who haven't seen it yet, and I highly recommend it, tell us a little bit about the movie. Well, we discovered, my brother discovered this technique. He learned it online, and I was sick one day, and I had a cold and a stuffy nose, and he came up to me and he goes, Jess, this is very weird, but I want you to do this. And he started tapping on meridian points, just like this. And as I addressed my fears, my cold went away. I mean, I was addressing emotional things, but my body had a physical reaction to it. So it made us go on this journey where we started using it, people were getting results, 
but it sounds far-fetched, so we said, you know what, let's show people that it works instead of tell people. And I know in the film you've interviewed dozens of experts. You've actually gotten people together who have everything from chronic health issues to emotional issues. Can you give a quick demonstration of what yes. it looks like to tap? And I, I'll, full disclosure, I tap regularly before I do any big public speaking events or national television, I tap. So I'm definitely one of yours. Well, why don't we use that as a topic? Because public speaking is the number one fear that people have, okay? And when you think of public speaking, it's usually because you're scared you're gonna be judged. That's really what it is, you're putting yourself out there. So what you do with tapping is you address how you're feeling. So if you are scared to public speak because you're scared your boss isn't gonna like it, you tap on the side of your hand, this is the first point, and you say how you feel. So I might say, even though I'm scared I won't do a good job, I accept myself and all these feelings. And you say that three times. And by saying that you accept the feelings that you have, you're neutralizing the judgment and you're getting your body ready for the process. And then you tap on these other eight points while saying how you feel. This is the opposite of positive thinking. This is let's be honest with ourselves, let's get it out into the open and clear it. So you, the, the second spot is the eyebrow point, right when your eyebrow begins. And you'll say, I'm so nervous about speaking in public. Side of the eye, they might judge me. Under the eye, what if I forget what I'm going to say? Under the nose, what if they don't like how I look? Chin, maybe I'm just not good enough. Collarbone point, maybe I'm not made out to be a public speaker. Whatever you feel. All, I'm so nervous under the arms, top of the head, I'm so nervous about public speaking. And it's getting you out, and it's amazing because you'll feel the energy moving in your body and it and gets you out of your head. It's great to actually do something that helps you get out of your head. I, I think it gives people permission to be real and be honest. And you know, whether it's fear or judgment or anything trying to get your attention, what it's really asked is to be recognized and to actually move through. So this technique is it's extraordinarily helpful. I've used it, you know, on many people and I'll be in green rooms tapping and people have no idea what I'm doing, but it certainly works. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'm gonna ask Jessica some more tips on how you also can pursue your dream. Welcome back. I'm here with Jessica Ortner. She's a film producer of a terrific film called Try It On Everything. Jessica, we were talking about tapping points. For people who aren't that familiar with tapping, does tapping apply to anything, any condition, any, any health challenge? Well, we called the film Try It On Everything because that's what people are doing. They're using it on a variety of topics. And the reason is tapping helps you with a lot of the emotional aspects of things. So we, we find that when you have a physical problem that there is an emotional component and I think we all intuitively know that. Um, a good question to ask yourself is when did this pain start? When does it act up? Does it act up when my mother-in-law is calling? Does it act up when I have to go to work? And with tapping you think about you know, the emotional aspects of things and you tap on these acupressure points and you get physical results. So you can do it with emotional and physical things. That's why it, people are using it on so many different levels. What's the quickest way for someone to learn how to tap? If you go to my website, tryitoneverything.com, we have a free ebook where you can download it and you can learn how to tap. You know, the thing that I love about tapping is that it's accessible. Anyone can learn how to do it. It's very easy to learn. And like I told you with the story, my brother learned just online and started using it. So it's something to have fun with and try There's it out. definitely a big community now of people who are talking about it. You know, it's not quite in the mainstream, but you guys have certainly contributed a huge amount to get it a lot more widely popular. 
Yeah, and it, well, the amazing thing is it was a bit of an underground thing for a long time. You're saying now that you tap before going on stage. I can't tell you how many people that I know who tap going on stage. And as we were making this movie, we started seeing that some of the people that have inspired me, like Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, Bob Proctor, Joe Vitale, a lot of people from the film The Secret, they all did tapping, but just weren't talking about it. So we were able to interview them and ask them about how it's impacted their life. Do you see yourself now as an inspiration for other people to pursue a dream, create something? Do you realize like who you are and who you're becoming? <laughs> I, you know, I, I just follow what I love and do what I love and, and the people who I see doing what they love inspire me. So hopefully I do get to pass it on because I have a lot of incredible role models that I learn from. So if you were coaching someone to pursue a dream, three things you'd tell them right off the bat. Okay, three things I would tell them. Number one, follow your intuition. People can give you as much advice, but you need to sit by yourself and, and listen to that inner voice. Um, the second advice would be to make some big change. Like I was saying before, burn the bridges behind you. Make it so that you have to succeed. You have to move forward. And then I would say third, make it an adventure. Make it fun. It doesn't always have to be so serious. Following your dream doesn't have to be, you know, this constant epic battle. You can have fun with the little moments and realize that this is just a part of your life. You know, the when you're confused and you don't know what to do next, it's just a part of your life. It's going to pass and you're going to figure it out. How did you deal with tough days, bad days, crying days, want to give up days? The great thing about this movie is it was about tapping, but we used tapping to make the film because yes we did you know we weren't editors we weren't filmmakers we didn't have a lighting crew and suddenly you have these five jobs that you've never done before and i think a lot of it comes down to faith and when you have faith that you're helping someone and that you're doing good the universe will unfold and make things happen when things became really bad a door would just suddenly open so just keep your head up and look out because there's a door about to open how did you deal with being patient time. I don't know how long this took you, but to yeah. just allow it to have its natural unfolding. I think as entrepreneurs, we need to have a completely different relationship with time. Yes, and I think patience is something that I still work with, and I, I don't know if I'm ever going to figure it out, but uh, it was something that I had to deal with, and it took us about two years to make the movie. It took us, I mean, this is two years without making any money, and patience was a big thing, but you have to take it one day at a time. You know, and it's going to take you longer than you think it's going to take you, but if you take it one day at a time, uh, it'll be here in no time. Do you feel now that with the, the success that's happened, do you feel more capable of doing anything? Do you already, like, orientate yourself to, like, the next big thing? Are you enjoying the success? I'm enjoying the success, for sure. I think it's the great thing about having, being in a low, you get to appreciate the highs. And so having the struggle, you know, if you're going through the struggle now, just think it's going to feel that much better when you get there. So I am enjoying it, and it's given me um, a different perspective on life. I'm definitely calmer about things. Um, I have more faith in how things are going to unfold. And now I'm looking at other areas of my life. You know, maybe I want to do some traveling, and maybe I want to do more charity work. But, uh, but once you start feeling successful, it's amazing how doors open and you think about all the different things that you want to do and you use the same approach you use to make that dream to make other things possible. How have you used 
different kind of tools to either get the film out, get it marketed, get it known. I know you guys have been experts at using the web. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are little things that I think as entrepreneurs, they don't necessarily cost money, but they really help in getting something done? It's networking. It is, it, I think it always comes down to networking. And I think networking comes down to having a good intention. When you are honest and you have integrity and you're passionate, people want to help you. People want to see you succeed. And so, you know, with me and, and my brother and my friend coming from that place, people were really helping us, you know, helping us out with being in the movie. So I would say number one is make sure you have the right intention. Make sure when you, you're doing a business, if you're, you want to have, you know, an architecture business or a, a landscaping business, what's the intention? What value are, gonna, are you going to give to people? And when you keep that in mind, other people are going to want to network with you. And that's really how you get a lot of business and you begin to grow. How did you use the internet to get this film to be so widely spread? Well, I have to give credit where it's due. That's my brother, my brother Nick Ortner. He is um, incredible with the internet. And it's because it's all about the relationship you have with the customers. And so the, the way that we look at the internet is it's an amazing way to get access to people from all over the world. So what you want to do is you want to give people more value than they pay for. I mean, I would say that's the biggest thing. Give them more value than they pay for and build that relationship with them. You know, it's, it becomes a family, it becomes a community. So build that community. What mistakes do you think you've made in the journey of, of creating this? Given the fact that we believe mistakes are learning experiences, <laughs> of course. Yes, mistakes. I would say uh, rushing into things, making quick decisions without really thinking through. Sometimes we think something's the right business decision or something. We think that other people think it's the right thing and it always comes down. I mean, it's corny, everyone says it, but the best business decisions do come from coming from your heart. Do you have some sort of daily routine mantras that just kind of keep you smiling, radiating, happy, joy? You want to you want to know the inside scoop cuz not do. not many people know this. I, do. I love to dance. And so every day, I, I do a lot of interviews, and I have to be like, you know, very serious sometimes. I put on music, and I will just sweat. I don't care if it's Justin Timberlake, if it's the Rolling Stones. I put it on, and I, I dance. And I think it's important to keep that playful energy, keep that high intensity. So my, my little secret is I, I dance in my living room. Do you find there's still something that's in the way, whether it's an excuse or a fear or something that you still struggle with. I think a lot of people are like, wow, she's like, she's got it made. And I know, I mean, I know you personally. I know that, you know, we both struggle with, with our stuff. Is it something you can share? You feel comfortable kind of going, you know, yeah. here's my struggle. I, I think it is important to share. I think um, I face a few things. Sometimes I limit myself for my age and I think, well, people are going to look at me on camera. They're going to say I'm very young or maybe I'm not um, skinny enough. I'm not, I'm not fit enough. I'm not the way, just as women, and I think especially as a younger woman, you just naturally put a lot of pressure on yourself about your appearance. So I think that's something that I work on every day. But one thing that I am committed is that if someone gives me the opportunity, even if I'm scared and I have doubts, I take it because I have faith that somehow I'm going to make it through it, even though I might be anxious. And I use what I know. I, I use the tapping. And sometimes I don't, and I, and I let myself freak out, and I'm okay with that. Can you share something that's next for you in your journey? Well, uh, we're doing a membership website for, we're, you know, it's all, like I said, I love building communities. I love building a family. 
we're building this big community where every month you're going to get an incredible amount of resources in these interviews that I do with people all over the world and to just support each other because that's what we need. We need other people to help us, to support us. And then I'm in a few months I'm going to Argentina to spend some time. It's been my dream to go learn Spanish and, and, and it will improve my Spanish. And practice your so, dancing. And practice my dancing, maybe do some tango. But I guess my goal for this year is not to take life so seriously because that's something that I fall into. That's one of my, one of my struggles is sometimes I get too, you know, I take things too seriously. So just to loosen up and have some fun. I think we all do. Jessica, for the people watching, what's the website? What's the film? It's try, the website is tryitoneverything.com. The film is Try It On Everything. And you can download a free ebook. And it's a great community. You can check out the trailer, a lot of great resources. And if anyone wants to reach you personally, how can they do that? They can email me at jessica at tryitoneverything.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Arian. Thank you. You've been listening to a fellow entrepreneur, someone who has created a lot in her life at a very young age, someone who I hope has inspired you to look at your dreams differently, maybe think about that, that little dream that's been hidden and looking at excuses differently. Please feel free to forward this to anyone you know has a dream. And for more information, as Jessica says, you can find her at tryitoneverything.com. And for more inspiring people, please visit us on the web at changenation.com. Thanks for watching and please pursue those dreams. Hi and welcome. I'm Ariane and I'm here with Jessica Ortner. She's a extraordinary young film producer of a wonderful film called Try It On Everything. I'm going to ask her a few questions about change in her own life, transitions that she's made, just to give us a sense of what that journey has been like for her. Jessica, welcome. Thank you for having me. Jessica, what's the very best change that you've ever made in your life? Well, I say often it was uh, leaving school for me. I was in college and I wasn't happy and I went to follow my dream. And it's not about whether it's school, because a lot of times people are in a job they don't like. We find ourselves in, in places where we think we're supposed to be. So it's about listening to, to that inner voice and taking the steps forward. Was it also the most difficult change? Yes. Yes, it was, it was difficult because now you're a, a college dropout and people are all, you know, all wondering. But a lot of times what you think people are saying is more about what you think about yourself than what is actually going on. And that's something I had to learn through the process. With all the change that's happened for you in the last couple of years, what are some of your most fundamental beliefs that you have that keep you going while you're going through times of change? Is that everything is for a greater good and I believe it with all my heart. I have to remind myself of it sometimes. But when I'm going through a hard time, I just tell myself, this is a phase, this, is a, this will pass in the long timeline of my life. This is a little bit, and it's for a, a greater outcome. How have you seen yourself change through this journey? Are you very different than you were a few years ago? Huge, huge. I think when you take the steps to follow your dreams, it's not just about the business choices that you make, but it's about the personal choices that you make. And man, does, does you know, leaping out and following your dreams really make you face what you fear. And so I had to face a lot of, you know, I would call them my demons, like you say, the change demons. So definitely had to face a lot of those. How has being an entrepreneur, being a filmmaker, pursuing a dream, how do you find it's changed people around you who know you? Well, what I like sometimes is that it hasn't. I'm still the kind of goofy, 
Jesse, they've known since middle school with some of my friends. Um, and I think it's important to have a, a core family where where you're you, and even though you have all this success, it doesn't change you know, the core being, it doesn't define us. If I could look in your toolbox yeah. of just things that you rely on that get you through big highs, big lows, real just transitional times that I think everyone's going through right now, what's in your toolbox? Well, obviously tapping is the first thing, which is what my movie's about, because it, it, it has transformed my life. Um, because it, it gives you the, the ability to be honest with your feelings and to actually address them. So I would say that tapping has been a huge one. And mentors, if you, want to be, if you want to be a certain way, go and reach out to someone else who maybe has that job that you want or, or is living the life that you want. And get advice. We don't have to do it alone. Any changes you would like to see happen for yourself in the next year, two years? Any changes? Um, I would like to be, you know, they always say that success is a habit. So I'd like to be able to get into uh, being able to continue this and, and have that habit and to know that if I fall off the wagon, I can, you know, get back up again. But to make, but to make this, you know, making this movie, jumping into the next project and using what I learned. Is there something you'd like to see changed in the world, in the country, in your community? Something that's really important kind of calling you right now? Yeah, I would say compassion. I, I think a lot of times compassion also means that we have faith in other people. We have faith that other people know what's right for them. So if I could see any change in the world, I would just make sure that we like really stand up for people's rights, You know, whether it's people's rights to choose, people's rights to get married, but people's ability to make the personal decisions that they want to make. Thank you, Jess, and we honor you and acknowledge you for some the decisions that you've made so far, and I know a lot of our, our viewers are going to be watching you for many years to come. Thanks, Ariane. Thank you so much for watching.